Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a good thing we have that disclaimer at the beginning of the show. My goodness, because what I'm about to talk to today is going to, well, it's going to offend every progressive, liberal, baphomet loving, Satanist, non-God-fearing piece of jelly hole out there. Because I'm going to talk about trannies. I'm going to talk about transgenderism, which is just another name for he, she, he, male, she, male. It's, they call it gender dysphoria. It's not mental illness, my friends. It's demonic. It's called demonic control. And it's happening to children at an early, early age because they're under the influence of their demonic parents and their demonic grandparents, demonic internet, demonic TV, demonic culture, and of course, the school system teaching nonsense and demonic God-hating doctrine that's going to lead them into eternal punishment because the God they serve hates them. The God they serve, I call him Lucy. You know, the term Lucifer has been dignified by Albert Pike. Lucifer, the light bearer, some call him Satan, the church of Satan, the devil. You know what? He's Lucy because he's neither male nor female. He's androgynous. He wants humans to be androgynous. He wants to destroy male and female relationships. See, in Malachi, God says he hates divorce. Divorce was like taking a garment uh, uh it was t- it's just it was a bloody garment just ripping apart and he says you know what i want he goes i want godly children i want you to produce godly children we'll see baphomet oh lucy here he doesn't he, you know it doesn't want that lucy lucy is a loser folks i want you to read the losing account of lucy in the bible See, Lucy says, I want to be like God. I'm beautiful. I made me perfect in all my ways. I know 12 notes of the musical scale. So I have timbrels and and music and everything in me because I have 12 notes. And um, I'm beautiful and I'm pretty and I've got all kinds of, you know, gems and stuff on me. And I want to be like the most high. I can do what he does. I can do like the boss. I want to be almighty. Um, You know, he's a created being. He was created for a purpose. And the poor bastard, poor bastard got so arrogant with his beauty, he thought he could actually be the almighty. So he gets booted out, right? But before he gets booted out, 
he's so good at deception, and he's so good at talking and convincing. He took a third of the angels with him. You know, you know, you know. They, here we are in this prison planet. We're born into this this probation. We got to fight our way out, right? We got to fight our way out. You got to be tough here, right? You got to be tough. You got to make you got to make your mark. You come here, the demons size you up right away. See if you're weak, right? If you're weak. You go with the culture, you go with Lucy, you become a Lucy. You become a Baphomet, you become an Adrodyne. You just become a, a loser, right? You think you're successful, but you're only successful in the loser world. Just like uh, you, just like if you're Aryan Brotherhood or Mexican Mafia, you know, Laime or something in prison, you're big cheese in prison, you're running that whole prison system. Oh, you're a big guy, but you're a loser because you're in a penitentiary. You're not in the rest of the world, see? You're only big there. But that's the way it is here in the world. This world's going to end and all the bigness is going to end. Celebrity status, political status. I don't care if you're president of the United States or freaking Kevin Spacey. You know, I don't care. I don't care. You're going to lose. This whole thing is, is a loser because it's Lucy loser. Lucy the loser. Not even dignified enough to be called Lucifer anymore or Satan. Well, Satan's just another name for accuser. It's actually the Satan. It's the Satan, the accuser. He's accuser. Now, let me, I, you, know, you got to understand this. What is he accusing? Who is he accusing? And to who is he accusing to? He's the accuser of humankind, of mankind, of you and me and everybody else. And he's accusing God. Look at your creation. Look at what you created. I told you they would fall. I told you they could be tempted. I told you they would stray from you. I told you they wouldn't love you. I told you they wouldn't listen to your word. I told you, I told you, I told you. Let's destroy them. Let's destroy them. That's what Lucy does. Thus Satan, the Shatan, is the accuser. He's accusing the brethren day and night before the throne. Right? So Jesus comes, sheds his blood. He's the sacrifice that God sees, the ultimate sacrifice. So when he looks at us, He's looking at our sin and our nature and what we are as humanity being all demonized and corrupted and crapped out. He looks at that through the blood of his son Christ and his redemption. And that's the only way we're out of here, man. You know, that's the only way we're out of here. But Lucy Loser, he's blinded the rest of these morons so they can't see. See, so then they buy it. So once you buy the Lucy Loser doctrine, you become a Lucy Loser yourself and you can't get out of it because you can't see it you gotta at some point you gotta reach the bottom and look up and go i don't want this i want truth and there's more and more people you're seeing they're finding truth now they're not they're not they don't have churches they're not pastors they're not big mega ministries in fact they're the opposite they're people like us they're people that just have a podcast or a youtube channel they have these these little things that they're doing, or they have a, the ministries on Facebook, but man, they're they're sold out to God, and they're sold out to God's word, not a religion, not certainly not cultural Christianity, which is right there with Lucy Loser. They have a personal relationship, and their eyes are open, and they see the truth, and they they are awake. They've awakened from the matrix, literally awakened from the matrix, and they're serving the correct almighty and they're out there and I'm seeing more and more of them 
waking up. And maybe they have a YouTube channel about weather. Maybe they're looking at the solar minimum. Maybe they're looking at um, the coming food shortage because of climate cooling. They're looking at stuff, but in their speech, you can hear them say, you better get right with God because they're seeing it themselves and they're seeing the truth, right? But with all that, the vast, vast majority have listened to Lucy Lucer because that thing is the ultimate liar. In fact, he invented the lie. He's the father of lies. Lucy in the sky with losers. That's it. So the transgenderism, this this gender dysphoria, they oh it's a, it's a problem. It's demonic Lucyism. It's just you are being deceived. People are being deceived at an early age, a young age, old age, whatever. To be androdyne, androdyne. They're Baphomets. It's to destroy the human race. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. First news. Here's a pastor. And uh, I talk a lot about bad pastors. Um, if you're a pastor of a mega church, I'm probably going to talk about you at some point because you're going to do something stupid. Uh, here's a here's a pastor. I don't necessarily agree with, uh, you know, Presbyterianism and, you know, all this stuff. But, you know, the guy's uh, the guy's a pastor. And he's ousted out of his church after preaching after preaching something. Now, on the front of this church, he there's a marquee, right? And there's a picture of it, and it says, Bruce Jenner, Brucey boy, Bruce Jenner is still a man. Homosexuality is still a sin. The culture may change. The Bible does not. Now, um, a couple of years ago, a sign like that in front of a church would be like, yeah, right on, amen. But not in today's culture, especially in Cucufornia. Cucufornia, the the bed of kooky libtardness. Yeah. So he's a California pastor, the poor guy. Lost his church. That was the best thing that could happen to him. God will sustain him if he's truly a man of God. He lost his church earlier this month when the congregation, the congregation, by the way, God's people, took issue with him for standing on biblical truth about homosexuality. His name is Justin Hoke, H-O-K-E. I don't know how to get a hold of this guy, but he certainly could use some love and some support. Pastor Justin Hoke had a straightforward and blunt message for the Northern California community of Eureka. Of course, Northern California is really a hotbed of libtardness, even more so than uh, areas of Southern California. The message board outside of his church read, Bruce Jenner is still a man, homosexuality is still a sin, the culture may change, the Bible does not. How many of you disagree with that? He's telling the truth. Brucey boy is still a man. Brucey boy could dress like a woman and he could put lipstick on, but he's still a man. Well, I should say he's a male, okay? Because men don't wear dresses. Homosexuality is still a sin. It's a huge sin. Homosexuality is demonic. It's not a, it's not a mental illness. It's not a sexual choice. It's not a lifestyle choice. <clears throat> it's demonic. To make love to another man if you're a man, is demonic. 
It's unnatural. It's ungodly. It's detestable. Or another woman to another woman. It's abominable. Yeah, it's a sin. You will go to hell if you practice sin. Any sin. The culture may change, but the Bible does not. That's absolutely true. The Bible does not. So you can't make it change with your stupidity. Homosexual activists quickly gathered to protest the message. But that pastor was undeterred, and he made this remark during his message on January 6th. He says, we've not been left here, beloved, to hide our light under a basket, to hide our light under a bed. Love warns. It is hatred. It is selfishness which conceals truth. Wow. So he's saying, because I love you, I am warning you that this stuff will send you to eternal damnation. If I hated you and I was selfish, I would conceal that truth. That's what he's saying. But they didn't like it. It turned out to be his last sermon at the Trinity Bible Presbyterian Church. You know, enough said, right? It's not even a real, it's not even a church that God would recognize as his church. These aren't called out people. These are religious people. So he wrote on his Facebook page. So apparently has a Facebook page. Maybe uh, you can send love to uh, Pastor Hoke. If he's still up there, Justin Hoke, J-U-S-T-I-N-H-O-K-E. I'm going to try to find him, give him some love after this. Maybe I'll send him a copy of the show. So he says, um, anyway, after he says that, he wrote on his Facebook page that the other church elder felt he could no longer follow Hoke's leadership and that all but one couple and the church would quit if he remained in the pulpit. So Hoke chose to leave. One couple, I don't know how big this church was, but one couple is the only one that said, we're not going to leave. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Richard Land of Southern Baptist Seminary says it's a sick church. Duh. He says, evidently, he took a very strong and uncompromising stance on the issue of gender identity and transgenderism and homosexuality and discovered that his church had been seduced by the neo-pagan culture of California. Wow, now now watch, this guy's going to be in trouble for saying that. Trinity Bible's hardly the first church to face this issue. Biblical sexuality has tripped up entire denominations, says the seminary president. He says the whole homosexuality transgender issue is like truth serum for the church. Either you're going to take a biblical stance or you're going to take a culture stance. Yeah, that's true. It's almost like that's, what separates the uh, men from the boys, right? Um, Of course, the church sign was then destroyed by LGBT activists a couple of days after Hoke delivered a sermon. And, um, but, yeah, and Hoke's Facebook page has photos of the vandalized church sign. Anyway, uh, pretty interesting stuff. And let me just tell you, there's, you know, a lot of people commented on this, and most, most of the comments are good. They support this guy. Um, Here's what I have to read to you. This is by some freak named Navi Sampson, N-A-V-E-I, Navi Sampson, six days ago. And this is what Navi says. I am in ministry and would have advised this pastor to get beyond the surface manifestations of sin and look at its underlying condition, namely spiritual death. Deal with the root issue that a lost soul's 
a lost soul needs to be reconnected with God through the salvation given to Messiah. And then let the Holy Spirit guide people's lifestyles as they grow. Christianity is not meant to represent some moral majority in the world. The Ten Commandments were given 1,400 years before the time of Jesus, and they express simply moral realities affirmed by many cultures. Jesus came to give us life from the dead, not to prop up a sagging mosaic religion. Ah, Navi, don't pass go. Go straight to hell because you bought into the Baphomet lie. You're an idiot. You're a complete spiritual moron. So, you know, there's a couple of comments like that. But that just shows you the, the mentality. I'm in the ministry and we should just embrace you because I'm an idiot. I'm a Baphomet lover. I love Lucy in the sky with trannies. Okay. The Daily Mail wants to play me a video and I say nay nay. The Daily Mail... <clears throat> Ran this story about this sex expert. Now, every time you see this headline that says sex expert, you already know what you're getting into. That's your three-minute trailer, right? You already know what you're getting into. A demonic idiot. The sex expert um, <clears throat> claims that masturbation should be taught to children at your school. Children as young as eight. And she said that on that TV show called This Morning. And viewers were horrified. Yeah, her name is Kate Dawson. There's a picture of her. She has one of those wonky eyes. You know, the, the left the left eye's all wonky. I mean, extremely wonky, which is a sign of demonic possession. I I know. You're going, Brother Kapow, really? How do you know that? Because I, I see it all the time. When, when the, you know, some people just have natural, you know, their eyes a little shape different. But when you really see that wonkiness where like, you could put your hand up and, and, and um, divide the face in half. It looks like two different faces. Those are multiple personalities. Those are demons looking at you. Uh, she's a sex educator, appeared on the uh, this morning show on last Friday. And she said children should learn about masturbation from the age of eight. And you know what? She's allowed to visit schools to educate and encourage children to explore their genitalia. Uh, and many of the morning uh, fans had disagreed and said, uh, nay, nay. They were left horrified by the suggestion that children as young as eight should be taught about masturbation. But Kate Dodson, she's a sex educator. She knows. Oh, she's also a porn researcher. <laughs> How do you get that job? I mean, we, I mean, we, when, when do you go to community college and you get your AA in general education and you minor in porn research? Uh, where, where does... Where does that happen? She told these uh, presenters that youngsters should learn about masturbation at school to help them become more comfortable with their bodies. Yeah, because kids, kids just aren't comfortable with their bodies. They don't know. She explains that she visits schools to educate children more about their vaginas and penises. That's her life. That's what she does. And she shows them lifelike replicas. So they feel comfortable enough to masturbate. Eight years old. Uh, and many viewers were outraged. I can, I can understand that because wonky eye here is full of crap. Um, she also told the, the host that starting conversations with young children about their own bodies was perfectly normal. Uh, yeah, ask any pedophile. They would agree. They'd say, oh, yeah, I like this woman. This is what I want to do. Most of my work is in secondary schools. 
Uh, but we do work in primary schools. I think it's really important to start talking about how it's normal to explore your own body in a private space. That's something you want to do. It can feel nice. Okay, so this is a big Lucy Loser person on a Lucy Loser person show talking about Lucy Loser disgusting things to drive them straight out of the mercy and grace of God. Okay? I don't need to go on. It's just disgusting. But that's the culture. That's the culture. Here we have Reuters. says, from pariah to demigod, transgender leader, a star at massive Indian festival. In a desert tent guarded by armed police and a thick-set bouncer. I mean, it's fat. This uh, thing named Laxmi Narayan Trapathi. I'm just going to call it Laxmi, like X-lax, like diarrhea. This X-lax tranny is blessing a constant stream of pilgrims who garland her, you mean him, with marigolds and kneel to touch his tranny feet. It's an ugly, ugly, ugly thing also because... They really look like men uh, with just a bunch of, you know, pain on their faces. Unbelievable. This is totally demonic. It's it's um, fallen angel crap. The, the You know, if you read the book of Enoch, and you've heard us talk about Enoch and, and, and read it and stuff like that, it's all on our fifthhook.com website. You get all the Enoch series. But we talked about how the fallen angels taught men, not women, but taught men the art of acrimony, which is the painting of the eyelids. They taught men the art of, of makeup. Yeah. They've always been queer. They've always been homos. They don't, uh, they don't need women. They don't want women. They just have themselves. Um, they've, they've always been cannibalistic homosexual creatures. Uh, that now live in the the human host and do the same thing. It's it's it really is demonic, folks. There's nothing cultural about homosexuality um, or transgenderism. It's it's there's nothing wrong with somebody's head. They're they've just given way to Lucy Loser. Um, they can catch it and repent. Believe me, many many have and have come out of it. Uh, you could be a pedophile and catch it and repent. Um, but the Holy Spirit has to draw you to God, and you have to repent. And repent means quit doing it. Chapathy, this uh, X-lax thing, is a tattooed, ooh, tattooed transgender the leader and a former reality TV star has become an unlikely icon at India's Kumbh Mila. It's a huge religious festival being held on the banks of the Ganges River. There's up to 150 million people that attend this thing. Um, so she has a, a I'm gonna, they call her a she. It has a religious movement. It became the first transgender group to bathe at the confluence of the Holy Ganges River. Uh, it's traditionally reserved re- for reclusive Hindu priests, um, all who are men. After centuries down the line, it was when the community finally got its due, X-Lax told Reuters, seated on a pedestal next to its Michael Kors bag juggling calls on an iPhone. 
What the heck? Many at the festival cheer X-Lax for reclaiming the lost place of Hinduism for India's third gender. They call it a third gender. They're known as high hydras. H-I-J-R-A-S, hydras. To me, it sounds like hydra, the multi-headed serpent. Um, but they're known as hydras. It's India's third gender. So you got male, female, and hydra, hydras. And uh, they're worshipped as demigods for thousands of years, but they were ridiculed and sidelined during British colonial rule. I wonder why. Men dressed like women, I wonder why they were ridiculed and sidelined. But you, but you notice they were worshipped as demigods for thousands of years. Why were they worshipped? Because they were. They were sodomites. They were temple prostitutes. They were. They were mixed with the fallen ones. That's why. I'm telling you, it goes all the way back. It's demonic. There was a law passed in 1871. It classed the hydras as criminals. And little has changed. They were pariahs living in tribes, begging or soliciting for sustenance, and they were harassed by the popo. But in 2014, the Supreme Court officially recognized transgender people as a third gender. Therefore, the hydras then will step right back in and go, hello. So XLAC is one of the best known. Um, it's support for building a controversial Hindu temple on the site of a demolished mosque has angered some in the LGBT. See how they fight against each other? Because they're all narcissists. They're all Lucy in the sky with trannies. They all love, they just, they're lovers of self. They hate truth, so they can't even get along. So some in the LGBT community alleged this thing is courting support from India's powerful religious right to further its own influence. And that's probably true. Anyway, here's a little, uh, here's a little history on hydras. I just heard of this term not too long ago uh, from somebody on YouTube. I had never heard of hydras before. But apparently, uh, they, they're part of Indian culture. It goes way back to the uh, Ramayana, more than 2,000-year-old Hindu epic poem. Uh, in the text, the god king Ram is exiled from the holy city, uh, and his entire kingdom follows him into the forest, and he orders him to turn back. And uh, But after he comes back after 14 years, he finds the hydras waiting for him in the same spot. So only the men dressed as women wearing makeup were waiting for this king. So he was impressed by their devotion. So he grants them the power to invoke blessings and curses on people. What does that sound like to you? Witchcraft. It sounds like witchcraft. Power to invoke blessings and curses on people is witchcraft. They're tranny riches. This king's an idiot. I find a bunch of trannies waiting for me and I'm impressed. All right. Centuries, their lives were far from easy. Hydras held a special role in India's royal courts. They were tasked with guarding harems. Uh, but today, despite their legal recognition, many still face prejudice. <laughs> They're forced into sex work. They're prostitutes. They're male temple prostitutes. They're sodomites. Hydras are sodomites. Ritualistic sex for Lucy in the sky with trannies. They seek alms at weddings and births, a long-held practice among hydras. Hate crimes against them are common. HIV, hmm, I wonder why. 
HIV within the community is many times higher than the general population. I wonder why. Because it's men sodomizing other men. But but the writer of this article just don't quite get that. Boy, what a what a shock. The ritual seeking of alms seems a ritual is now seen as begging. It criminalizes and pushes an already vulnerable community to its very brink. See? So now they're victims. And anyway, it goes on and on. So these are men. And they're, oh God, they're God ugly men too. Let me tell you that. They are not, you don't look at these things and go, yeah, I can see how that looks like a woman. No, these are God awful, ugly men dressed like women. They look like men. And um, yeah. Ooh, so anyway, so now they're trying to get their spot back on this one particular thing too has um, been able to be deified again. So good for india thank you but you know we're doing it here in america too uh take a short commercial break folks and then we'll be right back don't go away how many of you remember the story contained in the book of acts chapter 19 where there were seven sons of skiva and they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw the apostle paul doing great miracles through god so they tried to do the same thing. So they go up to this guy who's demon-possessed, and they say, We adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Yeah. And guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, Hey, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him, beat the heck out of him, subdued him, overpowered him, And they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow. Guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to Amazon.com and buy Demons in My Marriage Bed. A true story of spiritual warfare. The book is not about you being married or single. The book is about dealing with demonic forces. And you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you. The book is a training manual and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this cool, book. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, if you haven't, you know, purchased the book, Demons in My Marriage Bed, True Story of Spiritual Warfare, please do. It will give you some insight on um, on us, but uh, that's not important. What's important is the training part of it. On the second part of the book, you go through a really a training manual on how to recognize the tactics of Satan, Lucy, Lucy the tranny, and uh, what he's trying to pull on you um, personally and in your marriage and in your family. It's not just for married couple couples. It's for anybody. Um, I only titled it, you know, Demons in My Marriage Bed because the the personal haunting took place in the context of our marriage, okay? You get that on Amazon anywhere and everything. The other project that I do is Mesquite Cafe. It's a separate project, and I do a music project, and I and I and it's all under Mesquite Cafe. And um, so I do, I do, it's not, oh my gosh, it's not Christian music. I would never be a Christian musician i am a musician that's a christian 
and I produce music, I'm a Christian, but I don't produce Christian music. So the words on a lot of these songs, like 1133 Blues, I'm talking about the, the seeing the numbers of 11 everywhere, the occult numbers of 11 of destruction, and of course 33, your occult hidden Masonic numbers of 33 that the media love to use and a lot of articles everywhere. And of course you got the satanic Baphomet 11. 1133 blues and so those who are awake and understand these things about these numbers that are constantly being shown you through advertising and tv and throughout the world and through news articles and stuff will understand a song like 1133 blues um other songs this world is not my home you know is is written specifically about hey it's, it's it's not here um our latest release is called Judgment Day, and it's exactly about that. It's about when Christ returns. I don't mince any words in the song. It's about here we are, here we wait for Judgment Day, you know, <laughs> while we hope and pray, you know. We're looking for the Son of Man. That's what it's about. Everything is based on kind of a blues, bluesy kind of a a feel, you know, blues, bluish, bluesy rock, you know, is what the type of music is. And... um you know, and so I'm writing words like that, but I also do some secular songs because the thing is, it's a whole music project. I want to embrace people who like bluesy type of music so they can come to the project and then hear the stuff that I write about their life, about the Bible and about salvation and about things like that. Um, you know, there's a song called All That's Left Now, and it's about the end of the world, the destruction of the world. The song I wrote called Why Won't You Listen, really written about the Christian church. Why won't you listen to God? He's begging. He's banging on the door. Why won't you listen? And at the end of the day, when you go to the grave, you're going to wish to hell you listened. You know, so I'm writing stuff like that, but I'm also right. I'm also doing cover songs like, you know, uh, Fire Down Below, Bob Seger, or Wonderful Tonight, Eric Clapton, things like that. Um, and, and some Celtic music that I've remastered. So anyway, um, if you want to be part of that and see what's going on with, with that project, uh, I have a Facebook page, Mesquite Cafe, Mesquite, M-E-S-Q-U-I-T-E, Cafe, C-A-F-E. On Facebook, type in Mesquite Cafe. Please like and follow the page. Um, I have videos there, um, releases and stuff. If you go to fifthhookmedia.com, I have a whole tab dedicated to the Mesquite Cafe project, and I have every song that we've done um, that's it's on video. So you can listen to the entire song without having to go through iTunes or Spotify or stuff like that. And, of course, if you have the software to hijack it, feel free to steal it. You know, it, it's I I honestly don't do this for money, even though it is sold on iTunes and streamed on Spotify and things like that. Um, I just want people to listen. I just want people to get some truth out there. So it's just another way to do it, okay? Because this podcast really reaches a very specific audience. Um, like the disclaimer says at the beginning, you know, there's a lot of... <laughs> A lot of progressive libtard Satanists that are not going to listen beyond that point. And um, all right, so I, you kind of get what I'm saying. Mesquite Cafe on Facebook or go to Fifth Hook Media. We have a Mesquite tab there. You can, you know, listen to all the songs. Just, uh, you know, join us on that. 
And uh, I do appreciate those of, those of you who already have. I've gotten a really good response from our Facebook people and our listeners. So appreciate that. And we'll you know try to just keep them coming, you know. Try to keep the songs coming. All righty. What's up next? What is up next in Lucy in the Sky with Trannies? Well, here's what Lucy's done. Here's what Lucy's been up to while uh, we've been on commercial break. Uh, this is from the Daily Mail, so you know it's true. The rise of Satanism in America. How members of the Satanic Temple focus on activism, religious pluralism, and social diversity, but surprisingly, not devil worship, as leaders are plagued by death threats and infighting. Okay, so there, once again, Satan is a narcissist. Anytime you have a created angel that was created very beautiful with with 12 notes on him. Let me let me explain something while, while I say that sarcastically. There's some really, really good music out there that is satanic. And it's kind of like, why does a devil have all the good music, right? Larry Norman wrote a song back in the 70s is why should the devil have all the good music and um if you, if you compare christian music you know to to the music that's out there it doesn't even rise to the same level uh for the most part and why does the devil have all the good music and then you see these guys with incredible amount of of talent sometimes you see people that don't have any talent often but they still rise to the top ranks because they're doing lucy Lou's um tranny in the sky agenda See, so that happens a lot. If you sell out to Satan at the right time in the right place and he can use you for his benefit, he'll do that and then and then destroy you. And ultimately, you'll be destroyed for all eternity. But that's how these people get to the top. That's that's the secret behind the music and Hollywood industry and author industry and politics that no one will tell you. But that's that's the secret. That's how you get success. Uh, you have to sell out. You literally sell your soul. That's how you get success. So there's a lot of people out there that have an incredible amount of, of talent and they have an incredible amount of demonic, satanic talent. Um, they play their instruments or sing demonically well. And I used to uh, I used to look at that and go, I, it's amazing how God Almighty created everything and, and, you know, all this beautiful nature and, things like that but yet musically you know satan has you know he has the uh you know the leeway on that you know for sure and this and that you know what and it wasn't very long ago and i was kind of studying some musical theory and um there's just there's just 12 notes to the scale folks there's 12 notes there's a lot you can do with those 12 notes but there's only 12 notes that's it you can't, there's no more. So after, you know, you, you start and you go up the scale, when you get to the to 12th note, then you, you get to the, to the octave of where you started and then you start all over, but an octave higher. And uh, same thing with blues music. You know, you call it 12-bar blues. There's a certain pattern that's always played in 12-bar blues. It's always the same. You, you change it up and do different things with it, but it's the same pattern. And granted, you can do a lot with 12 notes and you can do a lot of things, but it's you're limited. And not too long ago, I was contemplating why the devil had all the good music. And here's what the Holy Spirit told me. 
He says, um, hey, you're down here in this prison planet and Satan has 12 notes. He does all these incredible things, right? And I go, yeah. Holy Spirit told me, can you imagine what the music sounds like in heaven where God is not limited to any 12 notes? <laughs> wow. <laughs> if Satan's doing this with 12 notes, can you imagine what God is doing with an infinite number of notes? You can't even imagine what that sounds like. That made me feel much better, man. Because I'm telling you, it's going to get a whole lot better. <laughs> so, you know, what you see here, you know, why is he such a good actor? Why is he such a good musician, man? It's just limited in Lucy's tranny world, man. We're just limited to what we think is is good, man. Because we have not seen, nor I have behold, nor ear heard the glories that await us <laughs> in the heavenlies, folks. So trust me. Um yeah, God is not limited to 12 notes. <laughs> he has an infinite number of notes. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that sounds like? Holy moly. I can't even think how that would be. Oh, that's going to be awesome. So anyway, <laughs> Lucy in the sky with his trannies. They're saying um, he, he's such an arrogant little little creep, man, Lucy. Yeah, I want to be like the most high. I'm pretty. I got 12 notes. I got <laughs> I got gems on me, right? So uh, so the people that follow Lucy are just like him. They're narcissists. They're psychopaths. They're sociopaths just like him. That's why they fight. You know what? That's why Christ told you as a follower of Christ, a disciple, not to be like the Gentiles and lord it over each other and to forgive one another. And to be patient and kind and defer to one another and to love one another. You know what Christ says? He says, you'll know your, you'll know your, they will know you're my disciples by your love for one another. It starts to make sense, right? Because if you're a disciple of, of Baffy, of Satan, of the Baphomet, of Lucy, you can't love one another because you're a narcissistic psychopath like your father. You get it? But when you see somebody actually loving other people and loving them back, that's how they know you're the disciple of Christ. It's simple. It makes sense. It makes sense when you understand the enemy. So they're saying they don't do devil worship, of course, but they're into social activism and diversity and stuff. all the stuff that's satanic, people. The satanic temple... Lucy in the Sky with his tranny temple, founded in 2012 by Lucian Greaves, was since spread to dozens of chapters across the U.S. and Europe. Its evolution is chronicled by a new documentary called Hell Satan. Yay, by Penny Lane. Wasn't that a Beatles song? Penny Lane is in my head and in my mind, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was. Um, anyway, Penny Lane it has a world premiere this month at the Sundance Film Festival. Oh, boy. The uh, Lucy uh, Tranny Temple, which runs a property open to the public in Salem, Massachusetts, sets out seven tenants, and they're focused on activism, diversity, and the body's inviolability. Hmm. They've made various political moves. They've demanded a statue of Baphomet be displayed on state property to sue Netflix for portrayal in new Sabrina series of their Baphomet. 
The Detroit chapter head, Jex Blackmore, she's a real trip if you ever watch her, uh, features prominently in the film has been kicked out of the temple. Grief says in the film, this is the infancy of the satanic temple in our own humble little way. We're changing the world. So anyway, um, at first they, uh, they came out of nowhere about six years ago. They had black capes, they had curved devil horns fixed to their head. They had posters with black American flags and they shouted hail Satan on the steps of government institutions in Arkansas, Florida, Oklahoma, Detroit. Um, many people just didn't take them serious, but they grew and they've grown a lot since then, since 2012. And they got chapters all over the place now, including London, Los Angeles, Texas. Yeah. Um, they're becoming more and more firmly established across the United States. And largely composed of individuals don't even worship Satan, see? They don't even believe in the devil. Uh, they have a whole different interpretation of biblical teachings. Uh, they say it's, um, it is a religion, but they don't serve Satan. They, they're into activism and other things. So what they are is they're a bunch of secularist humanists is what they are. And their activist activities all center around what their boss, Lucy, the tranny in the sky with other trannies, wants them to do. So whether they admit to worshiping Satan or not, like, you know, an altar with blood, blah, 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 matters little when in fact you worship Satan by your life and by your actions. There's only two masters. There's God Almighty and there's Lucy in the sky with trannies. You can't serve two. You're going to serve one and hate one, love one and hate the other. I don't care if you're doing blood rituals or not. You're serving Lucy in the sky with trannies. These guys are really doing their agenda for them. So... It is on the rise in America. They've really come a long ways. And um, all of America has become uh, very occult-oriented in, in um, every aspect of our lives and, uh, and very um, satanic and demon-possessed. And it'll have its, it has its consequences, obviously. And you can see those consequences uh, taking fruition right now as we speak. Here's another one. Uh, are women turning to witchcraft in the era of Me Too? This is from U.S. Catholic magazine. So take it with a grain of salt. Because <laughs> here you have Catholic religion, the epitome of pagan religion, talking about other pagans. So, <laughs> so it starts off with Christian witches? And when they say Christian, see, they, they, they're mixing Catholicism with, with Christianity. A lot of people do that. When they say Christian, they think of Catholicism. Catholicism isn't biblical Christianity in any stretch of the imagination. It is a pagan religion is what it is. So, but anyway, because they pretend to be Christian, many people think it's one of the, you know, uh, major religions. Christian, Christian witches, what's next? Married bachelors, square circles, blah, blah, blah. A combination of disbelief, mockery, genuine concern for the souls of those who might claim such a label. Populated friend's Facebook thread when he referenced a rise in Christians who also identify as witches. So these Christians are Catholics. 
who identified themselves as witches, folks. Uh, the Bible explicitly condemns witches, right? But then there's parentheses. There's a parentheses that says, in truth, no equivalent word for witch derived from Old English exists in Hebrew. So what the Bible condemns in various places is more properly translated as sorcery, divination, or medianship. You see what an idiot this writer is? Because in truth, there's no equivalent for witch, which is only, it's only sorcery, stuff like that. So really, witches aren't condemned. Just like, just like homosexuals are not condemned. They're sodomites. They were temple prostitutes. Not another man who loves another man in a relationship and is not promiscuous. You see what I'm saying? So you could take whatever language you want and twist it all you want. But going to hell is still going to hell, pal. You can call it whatever you want. But you're still serving Lucy in the sky with trannies. And they're wrong. The Bible does condemn witchcraft over and over again, as well as sorcery and definition, uh, definition and mediumship and necromancy and spellcasting and pharmacaea and on and on. Because they're portals to the demonic. Yeah. But the writer says, still as early as Catholic grade school, I learned to equate witchcraft with tarot cards, Ouija boards, all feared as portals to the demonic, and they are. To be sure, Wicca, a religion founded in 54, was mixed in the same scary stew of the Salem witch trials and the Greek. You see this writer, this writer, it's a gal named Jessica Mishman. Jessica Mishman serves Lucy in the sky with trannies. She's a Catholic worshiping Lucy. And so she's going to write an article saying it's okay for Catholic Christians to be witches because it's a woman thing. Yeah, that's right. She goes on and says, in the popular imagination, the word witch has become so elastic as it encompasses all the above and then some. But really, there's only one thing we can all agree on about a witch. Oh, here it is, folks. You ready for the agenda? Here's Lucy's agenda. She's a woman. That's the agenda right there. Feminism, which is has nothing to do with being a female. Feminism is an, just another satanic lie that has nothing to do about empowering women. It's just see everything's a lie in couched. It, it's a poop sandwich is handed to people with the poop hidden between two pieces of, of, of rye bread. And so uh, Jessica here, Jessica, the uh, Baphomet Catholic writer says, uh, and women are reclaiming the term in so many different ways. It's uh, likely doesn't mean to them what most Catholics thinks it's mean. See, they changed the term in their brain. <laughs> it, it, being a witch doesn't mean a witch to me, so therefore I'm not a witch. Not like you say I am. They may not all recite spells or worship moon goddess, writes somebody uh, from the New York Times. But at a time with misogyny, there it is, misogyny, them, 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 them horrible testosterone-laden males, misogyny, it's rampant. Women's rights are on shaky ground. Are they really? Women's rights are on shaky ground. 
When, since when, when women don't have any rights as that they, what, what, hey, what the hell are you talking about, Jessica? They relate to the witch as a feminist symbol. A witch, after all, is a woman with power. This is the U.S. Catholic magazine, folks. You, you see where it's going? In the era of hashtag MeToo, the badge of witch is inspiring artists, pop artists, and tropidors who claim it as a mark, not of evil, but of women's wisdom, creative power, self-agency, and yes, despite the well-known spiritual dangers of dabbling in sort of occultism or practical magic, some of these witches also identify as Catholics. Oh my God. Can we be more lost than this? Can we be more lost than this? Uh, they go, we saw news stories of Lana Del Rey using witchcraft to hex Trump and women gathered to cast spells on Brett Kavanaugh. There's a hashtag called Insta Witches. Took to social media as e-commerce purveyors of hoodoo spell work, healing crystals and herbs. Oh, yeah. The makeup giant Sephora even had a starter witch kit. So she says, in a sense, witchcraft has been repackaged as a feel-good hobby. The natural convergence of self-care, green living, and new age spirituality. A slide down the slippery slope from the multi-level marketing of essential oils among Christian women to ordering hoodoo spell work on the internet. But I suspect it also expresses a much deeper spiritual wound. You see, among Catholic women, folks, in particular, there's ambivalence to the male church hierarchy Mm -hmm. in the wake of so many disturbing revelations of abuse. The women in Catholic churches, folks, feel betrayed by those they trusted to lead them when they themselves were not permitted to lead. Dang it. With the wisdom of these men now called into question, the Catholic witches look to wise women of history so often dismissively, I can't even say it, dangerously labeled witches. So in other words, the men of the Catholic Church have failed the ladies and the ladies weren't able to teach and have a part of this stuff, but the leadership's just failed. So they're saying the men can't do it. They're just a bunch of losers. Um, we need to we need to go look at history of powerful women, and so they're looking at the the witches. They were all these these ladies were all often dangerously labeled witches. Uh, here we go. Quote: We are the granddaughters of the witches you weren't able to burn. Read a sign at the women's march in 2016. Catholic women might hold up a sign that says, "We are the children of Joan of Arc, who was condemned." a witch and sentenced to death before she was ever declared a saint. See? Oh, boy. So it goes on and on. A little too long. But uh, there's some Christian women, the article says, at this particular moment in history that are seeking alternate and even potentially dangerous spiritual paths, but they're no longer willing to deny their gut feelings, that heart knowing that told them the truth when those things and those men that were in power did not. So it's okay. Uh, women are seeking spiritual practices and traditions that respect their intuition, their wisdom, their creativity and leadership. And you know what those spiritual practices are? Witchcraft, the occult. And many of them are surprised to find it. It's just a short leap 
from being a Catholic saint to a Celtic goddess. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So there you have insta-witches. They're lifting these women up as heroes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, my friend, is from U.S. Catholic Faith in Real Life magazine. And that comes right out of Lucy in the Tranny Sky with trannies. And I'm telling you what, with these with these people, just they have no idea that the God they serve hates them and uh, will, will destroy them. It will destroy them now in this life and, of course, forever, eternally, um, they will be destroyed. They will go to a place that was prepared for him and his angels, never for humans. Yeah. Is it sad? Well, yeah, it's really sad. But, you know, what are you going to do? Last story. This is actually, this is very interesting. This is actually good for Japan, okay? So it's it's about transgenderism. Um, here, here's Japan. It's like they have more common sense. And, and they won't have it very long because they'll get, they'll get international pressure to change. But for right now, this they're trying to save their they're trying to save their culture. They're trying to save their society, because even though they can't put their finger on it and say it's Lucy in the tranny sky with trannies, they know this isn't right. Uh, this is from France twenty four. dot com. Japan court upholds sterilization rule for gender change. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're a guy. If you're a man who then says, I identify as a woman and start dressing like a woman and pretending like you're a woman, you have to be, it's required by law to be sterilized because they do not want your weird ass having children and screwing up their little lives. They don't want your children in their society. Yeah. So they're not saying you can't dress like a man or dress like a woman or pretend like you're a woman. You can do that all you want, but you're not going to have kids. You're not going to bring them in our society. Uh, or on the other end, you could be a, a, you're a born a female, but you identify as a male. So you look all butchy and you get a tattoo and you start taking hormones and you grow a little beard, but you still got a vagina and you decide to have uh, a baby with your partner. Japan says, no, no, that ain't going to happen. If you want to look like a dude and uh, pretend like you're a guy when you're not, fine, but you're not going to bring children into our society. You're not going to screw up those kids or screw up our society. Yeah. How draconian. How draconian. That makes perfect sense. Um, like I said, it'd be interesting to see what happens to this. Japan's Supreme Court has upheld a law that effectively requires transgender people, little Baphomets serving uh, Lucy in a tranny sky with diamonds, to be sterilized before their gender can be changed on official documents. <laughs> so if you want to change your name on your driver's license and on your birth certificate and your Social Security, whatever, Japan you're going to have to be neutered because we don't want your kind 
reproducing. The court acknowledged doubts were emerging over whether the rule reflects changing social values, but said the law was constitutional. Okay, so there it is right there. They have doubts that the rule is going to hold because of changing social values, but at this point it is constitutional in Japan. So the decision issued Wednesday, but published on Thursday, upholds a law that requires any individual wishing to change their documents have no reproductive glands or reproductive glands that have permanently lost function. And that refers to their testes or their ovaries. So if you're a guy, if you're Bruce Jenner, who now thinks you're Caitlyn, you're going to be castrated in order to get your driver's license changed in Japan. I don't think there's a bunch of trannies going to run over to Japan to go live. Or you have to have your ovaries removed if you think you're Chastity Bono and now you're Chaz. <sighs> it goes on and says, it also requires the person to have a body which appears to have parts that resemble the genitalia genital organs of those of the opposite gender so in other words if brucey boy wants to dress up like a woman he's gonna have to have a body that appears to have parts that resemble a woman so he just can't be running around like a he she or a she male um and get papers you're gonna have to go and do a little more right none of this back and forth <laughs> the ab- the appeal was filed by uh, some person named Takakito Ushi, a transgender man, which means that was a it was a woman who now thinks it's a man. Takito Ushi wanted to change official documents that identify him as female because he was born female. So now he thinks she thinks she's a man because looser loser Lucy in the sky with trannies Lucy looser told her so but the panel of four justices ruled unanimously to, sh- to throw out the appeal declaring the law constitutional they said the measure was intended to prevent. Now, check this out. Good for Japan. Give a hand clap. They said the measure was intended to prevent problems in parent child relations that could lead to societal confusion and abrupt changes in society. They, the Japanese Supreme Court recognized that if you allow these mentally retarded, baphomet worshiping Satanists that are following the agenda of a loser fallen angel named Lucy in the sky with trannies, that these kids, if they're allowed to reproduce, there's going to be problems. You guarantee there's going to be problems in these relationships and these problems could lead to societal confusion and abrupt changes in their society. In other words, you're going to end up like America, totally demon-possessed and stupid. The judges said they recognized the invasive nature of the law 
adding the, that legislation should be regularly reviewed as social and family values change. In other words, if the activists can do enough in their country and put enough pressure on the courts and on their leadership, they could probably change it to a tranny nation like America and the, most of the rest of them. They're going to have their own hydras running around being worshipped as deity. Their own Christian Catholic witches. In an additional opinion, presiding Justice Mamuro Majura joined other justices to say that while the law may not violate the Constitution, doubts are undeniably emerging. So you can already see that it's going to it's gonna slip away. You can already see this. They say suffering related to gender felt by people with gender identity disorder. Really? See, they want to keep it as a disease right now. It's a disorder because that way they can get what they want. As long as it's a health issue, it's a, it's, it's a disease. I have a disorder. I think I'm a, a turkey when I'm really a duck. As long as they do that, they can get what they want. They can manipulate. As soon as they get what they want and they get the laws in place, my God, you better not call it a dysfunction or a disorder. You will never hear the word gender identity dysphoria again because it won't be a sickness. We were born this way. If you guys don't like it, you're the ones that are sick. That's the way it goes. It was just like the gays, just like homosexuality was once considered a mental disorder. Now, everybody's swapping fit, spit with a beard, right? So this, this justice says that their suffering related to gender felt by the people that have this disorder is also the problem of society as a whole. No, it's not. Why? Why would that be a problem of society as a whole if you got a few demonized people who think they're ducks when they're horses? But this justice that which should encompass the diversity of sexual identity. So that's so you can already see what's what's gonna happen here. This 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 ruling is not gonna stand very long. The ruling ends Ushai's legal battle, but his lawyer, it's actually a her, said parts of the decision could boost a campaign to press lawmakers to change the rule. There you go. In this day and age, I can't believe there's a law that requires people to have surgery. What a bunch of hypocrites. You think you're the opposite sex. You're a man who thinks you're a woman or you're a woman who thinks you're a man, but you don't want to you don't want to have the surgery. You don't want to go all the way. You want to just dress and play a house. You want to pretend because you're a hypocrite, you're a liar, you're a deceiver like your father, loser Lucy in the sky with trannies. And the attorney says, we have been at this case for two years and every month, every six months, we can see an improved understanding of the issue by society. So they're going to lose this. Um, Japan court upholds sterilization rule for gender change. But for right now, they're requiring, if you want documents changed, my God, you're not going to be able to have children and you better show some parts (laughs) that show... Uh, that you, you're you really serious about your uh, sex change. So, anyway. I think that's about it. Remember, 
Lucy in the sky with trannies does not love you, your family, your neighbors, or anybody else. It's a fallen angel, man. And he's pure evil because he rebelled against the Almighty. Wickedness, iniquity was found in him. And God Almighty has prepared a place specifically for him and the third of the moron angels that listen to this Baphomet. But he's blinded the world, man. He's blinded Christianity. Something else, man. Because we live in this freaking fishbowl with him. And until your eyes are open and you know you can you can see through it. You think that's just the way it is. Yeah, you got to pray for others, man. You got to pray that they, they'll wake up. They'll see. Perhaps God could use you somehow, some way. You know, I don't know. I just keep on plugging out, folks, and doing what you're doing. So we'll talk to you later. Good night. Everybody take heed. Here we wait for Judgment Day. Told to watch and pray. Help me, Lord, to firmly stand. Waiting for that son of man. No my trouble or dismay. Waiting for that judgment day. Sun and moon will soon go dark.
able to watch and pray. Help me, Lord, to firmly stand. Waiting for that son of man.